Limerick Today now. Now, we were hoping to chat to a good friend of the Limerick Today show, Eleanor McSherry, uh, because uh, she has been sharing on social media uh, a story about uh, her son who has autism. And because of lane closures on Shannon Bridge here in Limerick City, uh, she and he are having to spend significantly more time travelling to get services. And uh, Keith Enright from the Limerick Autism Group is on the line to chat to us uh, about this. Good morning to you, Keith. Good morning, Joe. I mean, one of the most remarkable things about this is that Eleanor says that she's been trolled uh, quite badly uh, by an individual as a result of sharing this. And it seems uh, that it has something to do with her suggestion that the lane, which of course is now a cycle lane, needs to be converted again uh, to a a car lane because of the delays in traffic. They're causing a specific problem for her uh, and perhaps for others as well. Yes, so that's correct. There's, they're causing a lot of trouble for a lot of people, to be honest. Um, we've had a number of parents contact us that have been asked to drop their children to school due to COVID-19 and trying to keep the numbers down um, on school transport. And they're reporting up to 45 minutes of delays on the Shannon Bridge, which means the children aren't getting to school on time and adults aren't getting to their day services on time. Now, we've had one bus driver on, uh, contacted us recently who has a bus of... 11 children, um, all with varying different special needs. And these children will be on the bus from quarter to seven in the morning uh, to get to school at nine o'clock. And since the schools reopened with the, the lane closures and um, or the few COVID issues as well, uh, they're spending an extra 30 minutes on the bus just to get down as far as Catcher Macaulay School, which is at the halfway, as you know, the halfway down the dock road. Um, and one of the points that they actually brought our attention was over the last five days, um, while they've been sitting in the, the additional traffic um, over the Shannon Bridge, um, three people in five days have used that cycle lane. So there, it seems like, um, you know, for the sake of a handful of people, everybody else has been disregarded. Yeah. Now, as I said, we were hoping to talk to Eleanor, but unfortunately we just can't get through to her now. But she did tweet, um, so this is going to be my life now, sitting in traffic trying to keep uh, someone with autism from losing his mind. 30 minutes on the Condell Road at 8.45, trip of an hour and a half for a 20-minute drive. My life is hard enough. I've fought for years for resources. Why do this to me now? Uh, Can't afford to be getting the tunnel before someone says it. A carer with no state support and that was Eleanor's uh, tweet and she says that when she shared her tweet originally a troll attacked her attacked her rather uh, Eleanor says the cycle lane is the problem because there's now a huge tailback of traffic from schools going back on the Condell Road and she brings her son to day services on Tuesdays Wednesdays and Thursdays and is finding it a massive massive problem taking uh, a half an hour to get over the bridge where it used to take her five minutes now I suppose suppose, uh, Keith Enright from Limerick Autism Group, um, a lot of people might suggest, well, this was flagged. Uh, we know what was happening here. This was the guiding Limerick through COVID plans. Certain things were put in place uh, across July and August to test them. And then it was decided, and uh, the cycle lane uh, was maybe one of the prime examples of it, to extend some of those changes into the autumn and winter and the cycle lane is one of them and you know, a lot of cyclists would say we don't get very much there are lots of ways of getting across the River Shannon and uh, this is the one place where there is in their mind sufficient space to allow um, a, a permanent cycle lane 
Well, see, Joe, the thing about it is, you see, is that down the, as you know, the Shannon Bridge is probably one of the busiest bridges uh, coming into Limerick City because you have people coming from Clare, Shannon, all coming into Limerick for services, for schools. And, you know, they're all to the over to the Raheen side of the city. And you've, you know, you've Catherine Macaulay School, you've got um, St. Gabriel's School, you've got the National Learning Network, all up in Raheen. So the only access route is to that point, through that bridge. And we've made representations and sent emails and letters to uh, to Limerick City Council in relation to the COVID, uh, work, living with COVID programme. And it's the same with O'Connell Street and the talks to close on O'Connell Street and stuff like that. They're, they're not seen to take into the case that there's people with disabilities that have to access the city, that have to get into Limerick City, onto a bus on O'Connell Street and out to Raheen, or come in over Shannon Bridge and go out to Raheen. You know, it, it seems it's, it's absolutely it's amazing that the fact that they're not taking this into account. Right, we're chatting to Keith and right from the Limerick Autism Group. I uh, mentioned Eleanor McSherry, and we have actually managed to get Eleanor uh, on the line. Hi, Eleanor, how are you? Uh, Hi, sorry, it, I had a bit of a panic attack because, to be honest with you, Joe, it's I've I've been on your show many times over the years, um, but it's the first time I've ever been worried about the backlash I'm going to get uh, for actually speaking up. Right, I see. Um, and, and why is that, Eleanor? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if these people have nothing better to do. But I mean, one guy applied to... I put up my experience. I'm not here on behalf of anybody else. As you know, I only speak for myself and for my child, uh, who's an adult now. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody. I put up my experience of what was happening to me in our commute which we're perfectly entitled to do. And some guy attacked me on Twitter and started saying I should get to teach my son to walk. Um, now he's got double scoliosis, so I'd like to see him try if an occupational therapist and therapist can't do it. And, and I was viciously told by two people who don't even live at this side of the city because I did some investigation, as you do. They have their own names on it. I mean, they're unashamedly. I'm not going to out them here. And then... I blocked them on Twitter. They went down to my Facebook and started attacking me on Facebook. I blocked them on Facebook. They were high-fiving and talking about me on, on Twitter. Twilled with themselves that they had attacked a carer, uh, somebody who has no choice but, I'm sorry, to be in the situation that I'm in. And it's just terrific. I've never, I've never come on this show and been this upset before. And I've dealt with ministers. I've dealt with I dealt with TVs and I've never ever been treated the way I've been treated. This guy started emailing me, Joe. Emailing me. I've over my life experience. Why don't I have a right to speak up and to say what's happening to us is wrong? This is horrific and I'm absolutely so upset about the whole thing. And Eleanor, what do you think is at the core of this um, and why um, you have had this reaction? I think... I don't know. I mean, it's it's it, fundamentalism. I don't know, Joe. I mean, I can't get into the minds of other people. I don't try because, to be honest with you, to wreck your head. Um, you know, and I mean, I, I identified that, you know, we, we needed cycle lanes 18 months ago, two years ago nearly. You know, between and, and I said we should put a boardwalk on it and whatever, you know. And I met with the engineer in September. I, you know, and I said it to him that this would be an issue for people like me. I have no choice. I'm a full-time carer. I do a couple of hours work in the evening. 
I cannot afford to pay two grand a year would take me to go to the tunnel. And I think this is a sneaky way of trying to shove people onto the tunnel because they're losing money on the tunnel and they want us all to go on. So I can't afford that. What am I supposed to do? I'm trapped. If I go up, if I try and go via, and somebody says to me, why don't you go into town? Okay, first of all, we're not supposed to be putting traffic through town because that was a big complaint. I can't even get onto the Shelburne Road. I can't even get off the Shelburne Road. I can't get onto the NS. I'm only going to be putting, sitting in the back of that traffic. I can't go via Toman Gate. I'm the same problem. We're creating an issue where there should not be an issue. The engineer admitted he knew fine well this was going to be a problem, and they still pulled through with the decision. Well, well, well it's interesting you should say that because as I mentioned to Keith we're talking to Eleanor McSherry um, about her own personal experience uh, that um, this was reviewed towards the end of August because this was one of the uh, changes they were trying out across the summer across July and August as part of the Guiding Limerick through COVID plan and it was assessed and at the end of August they decided that this was this lane uh, was one of the things across the Shannon Bridge that they were going to hold on to but the, 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 the councillors, I've spoken to a couple of the councillors, and they said it was not their decision. So it's not our elected representatives, the people who are answerable to us, that made this decision. It was the city executive decided to keep it. For whatever reason, it makes no sense. It's a bad design. You redesign it. I'm not saying get rid of the cycle lane. I'm saying redesign it. They were given designs. They were told about designs. They were told about alternatives. And they decided this was still going to, we're going to bull this through, irrelevant of how it affects everybody. We can't have changes to our transport infrastructure without looking at how it affects everybody. I am one of those kinds of people, I have no choice but to drive. I'm only driving 10 years because I have to get my son to his appointment. And I have no choice. So what do I say to him? After COVID, after cocooning, that no, your life is going to change irrevocably because some guy decided this is the best way to go. He doesn't care about you. Even though we've international laws that protect the rights of people with disabilities, that protect their right to access, your rights are going to be overridden for other people's rights. To yeah. me, that's yeah, You see, the thing is, as you know, you know, um, parts of the cycling uh, groups will say, this is our one place where we can get across. We're told that it's the uh, bridge with the most capacity to take a cycle lane and that there are other options and you pointed out yourself that that's already been said to you to go across uh, the river and and uh, I mean I have to say I have rarely come across a debate that has created more tension over the last 12 months even on this show than the cycling debate. Well I, I wish people were more passionate about inclusion and social inclusion and disability issues and homelessness and this, like, this seems like this is the rock we're going to bury ourselves on. And I'd rather it would be on something that is, you know, if, that we can all buy into. I have absolutely no problem with the cycle lane. It is badly designed. They were given options. They chose to take the, the worst, most disruptive option possible. Nobody says anything. I have, well, personally, I don't know, other people have, obviously, but I haven't said it. You can put a cycle lane, you put a boardwalk in, you remove the footpath, and you can put a cycle lane right in beside the traffic that is cordoned off from the traffic. It actually doesn't cost as much as building a new bridge. It doesn't cost as much as putting another tunnel in, but they're totally blatantly ignoring it. And I'm not talking about the cycle lobby. I've absolutely no problem with cycle lobby. My brother's a member of the cycle lobby. My brother-in-law is, is involved 
with, with cycling out in Ballyharrow. We have a fantastic cycling industry in Limerick. It is one of the biggest growing industries in our county. I have absolutely no problem with that. What I'm saying is it's a bad design. It is disruptive. It makes absolutely no sense. You're, you're shoving a load of children on bicycles in the middle of a roundabout to cross the roundabout to get to the other side. There's no other cycle lane off it. So there's no safe way to get onto it and safe way to get off it. And that's from the cyclists themselves. So nobody's winning here, Joe. Right. And, and what I don't understand is what gives somebody a right who doesn't live at this side of the city to turn around and tell me how to live my life and to turn around and disenfranchise my son who has enough in his life to overcome, who will never be able to do lots of things, to turn around and say to him, we're going to torture you mentally every day for 40 minutes. That's okay. wrong. Okay, stay with me. Eleanor McSherry, uh, off the back of the tweets that she sent out and the responses that she's got on social media, talking about uh, the cycle lane on Shannon Bridge and the specific impact uh, on uh, her and her family. And also Keith Enright from Limerick Autism Group is here. And we're getting quite a reaction uh, to this uh, number of... Uh, texts and WhatsApp messages and uh, tweets coming in to us. So we'll carry on with this chat after a short break. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So we're chatting to Eleanor McSherry, telling us uh, her story uh, about uh, the delays that are being caused for her and her son with autism on the Shannon Bridge when they're trying to uh, get across to services uh, three days a week at the moment and uh, being uh, created um, uh, by uh, the uh, inclusion of that cycle lane and uh, a lot of uh, cyclists and cycle groups uh, very welcoming of that and feel that uh, it's an important addition and uh, needs to be carried on. Adele has uh, what's us 0861239595 to say the bridge was built to alleviate the traffic on other bridges and through town. It's ridiculous blocking the busiest access road. Councillor Emmett O'Brien, independent councillor on Limerick City and County Council, has tweeted the show appalling arrogance by cycling activists who consider it a victory that the cycle lane was retained on the Shannon Bridge. I foresaw chaos uh, once schools returned, but did not appreciate the impact on Limerick Autism uh, campaign uh, that uh, has been highlighted. Um, this morning um, and Councillor Frankie Daly has called us on 46 uh, 1995. He's on the line now. Uh, morning to you, Frankie. Morning to you, Joe. So, um, Eleanor's making the point that uh, this decision to extend the cycle lane um, and keep it uh, was uh, an, an executive decision rather than a, a political decision? That's correct, Joe. I suppose the, the study came to a conclusion on the 28th uh, technically, the 31st of, of August. So, therefore, those some of those um, changes that had been brought in, a number of them had been extended. So, it was, I suppose, just to kind of highlight it, Joe, this is probably the, the, ma- the massive reaction is just unprecedented. The amount of calls that I've got on a personal basis would support all of what Eleanor has said. And, and to be fair to, to Eleanor, um, I've had similar issues in terms of. Twitter myself, and I don't go on it too much because Joe, it's extremely toxic, and there's different types of, I suppose, message used to kind of to bring about change in our city. Yes, but I suppose the point the that cyclists would make, you know, and I'm conscious that there's uh, no one here to represent uh, their view specifically, is uh, that uh, they need space. They need the opportunity to move around the city in safety and the whole green and climate change agenda is moving in their direction and away from cars. Joe, I do not argue that one 
in, in, in one piece. However, like we're talking about the bridge and we're talking about studies that I've seen as former chairperson of the Travel and Transportation Committee for close on four years. You're talking about 1 to 1.5% of cyclists using that actual bridge. So are we to kind of forego, I suppose, the right of 99% of the public um, that have real needs? Like yeah. but, but the argument is, Frankie, that there are loads of other bridges and loads of other roads where cars yeah. dominate. Well, this particular bridge, Joe, there's around 15,000 journeys you know, per day on that particular bridge. It's a focal point. It's the main artery in from, I suppose, from the north side and to move traffic across the bridge. It's a critical and of paramount importance. And like from a safety point of view, Joe, I don't know if you, you saw it recently, if there's an ambulance to get across that bridge with the current system, do you know, there could be a fatality. Someone, do you know, so like, that's just the reality of it. I suppose, Joe, why I'm here is enough is enough. I'm calling on the executive to reverse this decision for it. Now, I've had positive discussions and it has been extended, but I think the data is there to support... OK, but forget about the executive now for a second, Frankie. I mean, can councillors not bring this to the floor of the chamber and reverse it if a majority feels that strongly about it? Well, Joe, and in light of, 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 of what I'm hearing at the moment, I myself would like to work with the council and you'd always like to kind of, you know, work with the executive because it's for Limerick, it's for the greater good, it's for the council. But I'll be putting a motion forward to reverse this decision Immediately, right? And would and that be a binding motion if you got sufficient votes at council? If I, if I got sufficient votes, that would be binding. This is under review, so this is by no means um, a, a done deal. That does a, does a that does this, this is replaced uh, right, the okay. well, well, let's let, let's ask Anna McCherry about that. Um, what, what do you make of what Frankie's saying there? No, I I mean, look, I I've I've dealt with counselling on STCs and everything. I I understand how it works, and that's why I was very surprised that this was an executive decision. Now, it is an executive decision, and and to be fair, it was made to protect children who cycle over that bridge. What what my point is, and I mean, somebody said to me, what you're saying is very it's your inconvenience. Inconvenience is getting off your bicycle and walking across the bridge. That's what my eldest son has to do when he cycles out to the south court to work. He gets off the, the bike and walks. I have no choice. I can't. You know, I have no alternative. But, okay, but can I, I just ask you, because one um, listener has WhatsApped us to say, uh, Joe, my girlfriend uses the cycle lane every day to get to UL and loves it. The cycle bus use it every day as well, as you can see on Twitter. Can Eleanor's son's service be moved to 9.30 or 8.30 so she doesn't have to go through traffic at 9 a.m.? No, he's only he's only going in for two hours, Joe. This is the problem. He's going in for two hours, and because of COVID, they had to bring in into disability centres. I mean, this is not just a Limerick problem. This is a problem across the country that you're going in for two hours. So it takes me an hour and a half to get him out there. Somebody said to me, go earlier. So so I have to drive at half seven to get him out there for 9.45. That's ridiculous. For a 20-minute drive. It takes me 20 minutes to get out there when we had normal traffic. It's now taking me an hour and a half yeah. round. Uh, an hour and a half, and, you know, it just doesn't make sense. And uh, Keith um, Enright, um, uh, another listener has been in touch, Barry on the North Circular Road, to say, listen, we're talking about one lane of about 400 metres. There is no other safe way to cycle across the Shannon River. What would you say to that, Keith? Well, to be honest, Joe, the, the, I suppose the biggest issue with it is that you've got such a volume of traffic going across that bridge. It was, uh, you know, they could, there's, 
plenty of bridges going across the river. You know, if it was a case of, right, okay, we'll, you know, close one lane of, we'll say, Toma Bridge or, or Sarsfield Bridge, you'd get over because you have another way into the city. The problem with it is, at the moment, is that they're cutting off an artery because you can't, we'll say, if you kids or adults coming from um, Toma Gate or... Well, what are the cyclists um, supposed to do is the cry I can hear from them. Well, look, as it said, as he said himself, it's 400 metres. Get off the bike and walk. That's the you solution, I mean? that as far as you're concerned, well, they, they, look, need to, they, they need to get off the bike if, and walk. If, if, they can, if they can come up with another solution, you know, it, it's, it's like we're taking, as Frankie said there, 1.5% of the population that cross that bridge are cyclists as opposed to the other 99%. Do you know what I mean? It, it just doesn't make sense. Like, take out the footpath, put in a cycle lane there instead, you know. There, um, there has to be another option. Like, there's so many people with autism and other disabilities yeah. going across that bridge that they, they just seem to have completely disregarded. Um, like, we, uh, we've one bus driver coming from, uh, we'll say, coming in through Shelburne Road, has no choice but to go down Shelburne Road because he yeah. has to collect children on that road. Um, Eleanor, I just need to give you a chance to respond to this um, a WhatsApp message saying, um, Eleanor is more than exaggerating her 90 minutes to get across the city. I, I just don't accept that. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I can't. What can I say to that? I can't prove it. Do you want me to take a, a, a metre into the car or what? You know, I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I will look. I mean, believe me or don't believe me, I don't actually care. I don't care from the simple point of view that, that, that people, somebody who says that doesn't care about me or my experience. And why would I bother exaggerating it? I walk everywhere. My son has no choice. He's double scoliosis. What is he supposed to do? He's low muscle definition. He's been disenfranchised by this whole COVID-19. So you think it's okay to disenfranchise him either, even further, sitting in a car for, for 40 minutes. And I'm not the only person. Other people have been posting pictures of Okay, I want to give a chance here because um, Anne um, has tweeted us at Limerick today saying traffic on the Shannon Bridge was free-flowing at 8.45 this morning. Uh, two That's to three cars you? turn right into the dock road. How many are avoiding the toll? Uh, get off the bike and walk or maybe get out of your car and walk, Anne says. Yeah, George, just come, come in there briefly. Uh, that would be a miracle if, if ever I saw one. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And, and to walk to Raheen. She expects me to set my son to walk from the Ennis Road to Raheen Industrial Estate with double scoliosis. That's ridiculous. That's like saying to say somebody in a wheelchair should get out and walk. James Griffin has tweeted us at Limerick today I don't like to hear people upset but uh, I don't think the cycle lane can be blamed for the traffic issues it's not like there were no traffic issues before this the Condell Road has always been choked take the cycle lane away and traffic won't magically improve George just come in there briefly I take issue with I suppose the, the toll and different bits and pieces and get off and go to the toll people can't afford to get the toll Joe if you actually if you accumulate that over the year like that can come up to nearly a thousand euros Particularly with workers and other people. By the way, has that tunnel about. been a disaster? Do you know, I think like it's do you know for people getting across that, like it's it's quite costly. Now I know people. But the problem uh, is that it, 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 the rest of us are paying for it because it, there's never been enough traffic through it. That traffic has gone down even more during COVID, and the state, i.e., us, the taxpayer, the state's a great way of putting it, um, has been shoveling money to the contractors. Now it's legal because it was in the contract. But the traffic has never got to that level, so has it been a total disaster? Well, it, it, it would be great if it, if it could be used as a kind of, you know, if you were able to just go through the toll, but unfortunately, 
there's cost associated. And unfortunately, with, with the whole present situation, people just don't have that type of finances. And I suppose a key point that I wanted to make, Joe, is what about families? Now, I agree with the cycling side of it, but like we're not over in freaking Austria here. Or, you know, this is Ireland. It rains quite a lot. What about the families that need to kind of get into the cars? We'd all love to cycle. I love cycling. I go out to Shannon Fields cycling with my kids on the weekends. But let's be practical. We're in Ireland. Yeah, it's but the, the counter-argument that people who are passionate about cycling make, that if you don't put the infrastructure in place, you have no chance of getting people uh, to cycle as an alternative to using the car. But Joe, they're putting, they're putting the, the infrastructure in before, you know, before they actually think about what's like, what's, how it's going to affect exactly. people. But, but it's their view that whatever they do when it comes to cycling infrastructure, it's going to upset and discommode people and obviously a decision has been made somewhere along the line let's live with this sort of debate on Limerick today let's live with a certain degree of public um, angst about it and, and it'll eventually calm down I, I can't see it calming down and I also it's it's not about they were given alternative ways of putting the cycling in is it going to be put the cycling in at all costs are we just going to bung it in, have tokenism, not do it properly, disenfranchise everybody? Or are we going to do it properly and have it so that it lasts beyond my generation and my son's generation? That's the question people have to ask themselves. Is it at all costs? Are yeah. we going to do it? No, no, not not briefly, because uh, there's a huge amount coming in here. I do have to move on to something else this hour, but there's a a huge response to this item, and I will get to lots of the comments coming in from listeners uh, over the next while. I thank you all very much, especially you, Eleanor McSherry. I know it wasn't an easy uh, situation uh, for you this morning uh, to come on the air, um, uh, so we appreciate your time. We appreciate Keith Enright from Limerick Autism Group, and thank you to Independent Councillor Frankie Daly uh, for calling in as well. Call Limerick Today now.